either we are there or not, ITSP Magazine still gets the best stories. There are plenty of conferences and all sorts of events that spark our curiosity and allow us to start conversations with some of the world's brightest minds. In person or virtually, we sit down with them at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Together, we discover what the synergy of these three elements means for the future of humanity. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Argo. Sean. I feel, uh, I feel the innovation running through, uh, through my veins. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I feel the need for speed. <laughs> I feel the need for speed. <laughs> that too. That and, too. Uh, innovation is, is running at the speed of innovation. Well, I guess for uh, people like us that like to talk about technology, when you start looking at an event like the one that we are introducing now, as this is the first uh, the kickoff conversation for probably the tech event in the world, uh, a good level of adrenaline start flowing through your vein. At least uh, that's how I exactly. Feel. I think many people when they hear the words or the letters CES. Uh, <laughs> which is presented and hosted uh, by Consumer Technology Association, CTA, uh, things perk up a bit. Uh, they get excited. Uh, all, a lot of cool stuff comes uh, from that event. A lot of things are unveiled, and the future is uh, on display for all of us to see, right? And for you and I, it's a chance to talk about, well, how does that future look uh, as we like to look at things from the, the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. So how do each each of those things play on each other with, of course, the ultimate goal of recognizing that we as humans control that future. So how how do we have our voice uh, in there to, to define the, the future that we want? And how can we embrace it to uh, embrace technology to get, to get what makes us feel good from it? Nope. Absolutely. A big conversation. And as usual, what do we know? We just bring people that know more about exactly. things than what we do. So, Sean, who we got today, who we're going to kick off the conversations about CES with? Well, today, I think we're going to we're going to get a slice of some of the stuff going uh, going on, mostly around uh, policy and standards. And I think we'll touch on uh, security and, and privacy as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we have David Grossman on David, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, as excited as you are uh, <laughs> as we approach uh, CES 2024. This is, I think, will be my 16th CES. Uh, so I've uh, seen a lot over the years. CES is the most powerful tech event in the world. We'll be convening in Las Vegas, January 9th to the 12th, and we're all on. That's our theme for CES 2024, AI, transportation tech, startups, smart cities, digital health, and solutions for a better and more sustainable planet. Uh, we're expecting over 130,000 attendees for CES 2024, 3,500 plus exhibitors. Uh, within that is our Eureka Park, area with over a thousand startups from around the world. We also have some really exciting 
keynotes that we've addressed with that we've announced in the last few days and weeks, including the uh, for the first time ever, uh, a keynote speaker from the beauty industry will have the CEO of L'Oreal. We have uh, keynotes from Walmart CEO, the CEO of Intel, HD Hyundai, NASDAQ, Qualcomm. And most recently, we announced for our Leaders in Technology Dinner on January 10th, we'll be hearing from the CEO of Best Buy. That's fan- fantastic lineup, and I'm sure it only continues and continues and continues. And the one interesting point there uh, that I don't know if others picked up on it, but certainly some of those brands, you could easily attach tech company tech company, tech company, but it's not just the normal tech company <laughs> that that's innovating and, and using technology to drive, uh, drive things, right? Uh, L'Oreal, for example, uh, healthcare and beauty and, and wellness. And a lot, I'm sure they're in a lot of things, leveraging technology to make our, our lives better and to feel better about ourselves. Right. Uh, that's absolutely right. And and having been at CES and been a part of it for so many years, I've seen that evolution. You know, from the earlier days when CES was most known for unveiling the latest televisions uh, to now seeing on the show floor uh, a giant combine from John Deere. And uh, John Deere's CEO was one of our keynotes at CES 2023. Uh, so you're seeing these various industries um, come together uh, with technology, whether it's in agriculture, whether it's uh, food tech, transportation. Um, These are companies in many cases that have uh, been around for many years and have deep histories, but they're becoming technology companies and they're embracing AI uh, and other solutions to become more efficient, uh, uh, reduce costs, um, there, there's a lot to be excited about. Well, you know, you, you just said something and you both went there. Technology companies, every company nowadays. So I talk mm-hmm. a lot about the intersection of society and technology. And, and my jokes is that I can talk about pretty much whatever I want because technology touch everything. And I think, again, to look a little bit back into your 16 years at the CES, if I look at the topics that you're covering now, you're, it's a window on our present and our future. Uh, we we're talking about you have family and lifestyle, fitness, mm-hmm. food technology, uh, space, and, uh, and pretty much anything I can think about. And uh, as much as I would like to tell me what the next Walkman, Walkman is going to be, um, I think this is way more exciting. So um, it's beautiful. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about looking back? I mean, what, what have been, in your opinion, the big, the, the pivotal moments maybe in the last 16 years of the broadest mm-hmm. where we are now? Yeah, well, I think you've touched on it, which is the broadening of the type of companies that come to CES and see it as uh, the the place to be in terms of the uh most powerful tech event in the world, uh, you know, across all of these industries. One of the observations that I have, look at the automotive industry and for many years uh, aftermarket um, auto uh, 
companies and products were on display on the CES floor, whether it was uh, subwoofers, car audio systems uh, that moved into portable GPS units over the years. And now you see the major automakers are, are here uh, on the show floor at CES, and including, um, as we as I noted, Hyundai and, and Kia, as, as well as uh, a number of other uh, ones, Honda, uh, Mercedes, uh, just to name name a few. So I think, you know, that's that's one of the areas that I've seen in terms of uh, trends. Certainly, uh, AI is going to play uh, and have a big, big role in, in the story being told at this year's, this coming year's CES. We've seen advancements in 5G. I think that's a, another uh, trend just in terms of uh, the growing dependence and importance of connectivity in all of these con- uh, technologies that we see on the show floor. And then I think Marco and I have said this a few times over the years that the things that are possible now and that'll be even more possible later are the results of many things working, coming together to produce bigger and better things. And so you mentioned 5G, you mentioned AI, everything's data-driven. I can see a lot of those threads, which are innovations unto themselves, kind of running through a lot of things. Um, But then we also start to hear conversations on on ethics and policy and culture Mm -hmm. and things like that and i know that that's uh, an area that you're a big part of in in this coming year's uh season if you will um talk to us a little about about some of those non-technical threads that are starting to run through almost everything as well Sure. And yes, so my day-to-day job, I I serve as the vice president of regulatory affairs for the Consumer Technology Association. And so the role that we're looking at in in our team is the intersection of of policy and technology. And and that's a great, another great example of the evolution I've seen since I, when I first came to uh, the Consumer Technology Association, then CEA, the Consumer Electronics Association in 2006, is uh, just the breadth of, of policy issues and, and also how those conversations have evolved in Washington. I think they were still, they still felt very niche 15, 16 years ago. Um, policymakers really trying to grasp and understand the time you know, we were still focused on just getting basic connectivity into American homes. Well, truthfully, we are still working on bringing high-speed broadband, but, you know, those conversations were going on. We were talking about cloud computing and, and data, and, well, we are still talking about privacy and cybersecurity, but I do think that those issues um, have heightened in significance. And also, I would say the number of government agencies within the U.S. that are looking at technology issues um, has also grown uh, substantially. And you have traditional agencies like the Federal Communications Commission. I'm an alumni of that agency that has always been the regulator of telecommunication services going back uh, to the early 1930s. So they've always had a window 
into to telecommunications, but you have the Federal Trade Commission and Consumer Product Safety Commission, Environmental Protection Agency. All of these agencies are looking at different aspects of the technology policy conversation. And to tie that back to CES, we have a show within a show in, in, in some ways called our Innovation Policy Summit, uh, IPS, where we do conversations around many of these topics, whether it's cybersecurity, trade policy, antitrust and competition, uh, blockchain, uh, AI, privacy, and the future of broadband. And so I'll be moderating a couple of discussions as, as part of that program on the show floor, or excuse me, in, in the Las Vegas Convention Center, just off the show floor, um, where we'll bring together policymakers, regulators, industry leaders to have conversations about these issues. And um, what's great about our IPS sessions, uh, not only do we expect that they will be live streamed this year, uh, but those who purchase the basic uh, conference pass for CES uh, will be able to attend those IPS sessions. Just looking at uh, some of the some of the items there on the list. I mean, it's a full full page, uh, a long I don't know, say a long day, but a, a full day of cool stuff. Um, I mean, starts off with health innovation, clearly. Uh, Technology driving health and doing so in a way that uh, that preserves uh, the the safety of the patient <laughs> is uh, super important, right? Uh, you look, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, that's another example of a, a huge growth area that that I've observed in my time at CES. You know, when I when I think back to my first show. I really don't remember that much in the area of digital health. Uh, and now it's such a big part of the show floor. Uh, for some time, the conversation was just about wearables, but now you're seeing uh, healthcare companies who also see them as uh, tech companies as well, exhibiting on the show floor. Uh, Abbott is a uh, one uh, example of, of a company in the health space that will be here at CES 2024 this year. Yeah, we've we've moved on beyond uh, connected and smart toothbrushes. I'd say uh, there, there's so much going on there. Uh, I'm looking here at the the other list. There's IoT and another uh, consumer protection thing where you have certification. Um, I'm just going to we not touch on all of these. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at uh, autonomous vehicles, another big area, right? Uh, that seems to be hitting a lot of a lot of places in not just the U.S. but all over the world. Uh, it AI. is. It, it is indeed, and I, I'd love to talk a little bit more about the IoT and cybersecurity one because yeah, I, I spend a, I spend a lot of time on it. I think it's something that would be of interest to your listeners if they haven't been following the work on this. Uh, it's it's a multi year effort, but really has. Uh, made its way into the uh, public discourse really in just the the last year or so. And, and this is a conversation around how can we uh, raise the bar when it comes to cybersecurity of consumer connected devices? And from a consumer standpoint, how can we give consumers more information at the point of sale when they're buying these connected devices 
to know about the cybersecurity measures that have been uh, put into place on that device. So there have been conversations at the highest levels of the U.S. government. There are other countries, including Singapore and Germany, that already have their own uh, connected device, IoT, uh, security labeling program. Right now, the Federal Communications Commission has a proposed rulemaking where they are seeking comment and uh, developing the contours for this program that they have said they hope uh, to be able to launch by the end of 2024. And there's a lot of excitement from the industry perspective. Uh, first of all, we're talking about a program that's proposed to be voluntary. Uh, so companies will have the opportunity to choose whether they want to participate. The other thing is that it's based on the work of NIST. And there is a lot of trust in uh, NIST as uh, an expert when it comes to technical standards. They've been working on recommendations re related to this topic of IoT labeling cybersecurity for, for some five years now. And the basis of what the FCC is proposing is to use that uh, baseline work that NIST has developed. So one of the Innovation Policy Summit conversations panels we will have, I'll be moderating, is on this very topic. We hope to have leaders both from industry as well as uh, consumer groups, consumer reports will be part of that panel discussion, as well as leaders from government. And we see this as a, a great example of a public-private partnership. How can industry and government work together, raise the bar on cybersecurity, and give consumers more information uh, when they make decisions about buying products. Yeah, we actually spoke uh, with Jeff Marone from uh, NIST. Uh, I think it was in 2020, <laughs> around this time a few years back, about this very topic. So uh, yeah, it's good to see that uh, we have some continued uh, investments and and uh, it's a big topic as part of CES. I want to touch on one more thing and I know that Marco wants to jump in as well of course but just the the, the concept of privacy I know there's also as part of the IPS uh, summit uh, it's a focus on US privacy um, and the, the topic is called uh, consumers deserve better than a patchwork of confusion so mm -hmm. I I know this very well <laughs> and I've talked on my show a few times, but from the CES perspective, why why is this important, and who, who who's coming together for this conversation? What what's the goal with with this particular session? Yeah, so uh, I'll start with where we, as a, an organization, where the Consumer Technology Association stands, and we have long called for a national uh, privacy bill uh, that is ultimately signed into law. Uh, to give uh, consumers uh, consistency, uh, to give uh, manufacturers and retailers uh, consistency, because uh, the reality is uh, a patchwork of state laws just does not work uh, when it comes to the Internet, which is global in nature and certainly uh, does not stop uh, across state lines. So we'll be having a conversation about what that looks like. It's been a conversation before Congress for 
a number of years now, the push to to pass legislation into law uh, to create a national privacy framework. And so that's going to be the focus of that conversation. I know that we will have a representative of the Federal Trade Commission, as well as industry representatives to, to talk about their vision for privacy in the United States. But as you said, it also intersects with what's happening globally, GDPR, uh, as well as other privacy laws uh, around the world. Um, we have to have that conversation from a bigger picture and recognize that the U.S. isn't the only player out there. It sure is not. And I think that uh, that looking at things from a global perspective, it makes me think about a few conversations that we just had um, on on the smart city topics uh, for while in Barcelona, that was the, the the World Expo. And when I think about that kind of conversation where it include, again, a politician, it includes cities, it include companies. And, and at this point, again, it, it's really not anymore about the new gadget. <laughs> That's for sure. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and when I also look at the thing that, that uh, the CES grow into is really understanding that technology is affecting our, our life. And so we, I see there is panel in diversity and inclusion. There is tracks about that. Um, human security, uh, you guys already talked a little bit about that. And of course, I think that uh, the, the elephant in the room, I'm imagining this year, is probably going to be a lot of generative AI and <laughs> and ethics. So uh, mm-hmm. um, anything that you, you want to touch on in, in regards of uh, these few things that I just said, and and then we can close the conversation. Well, I think that d- data privacy and AI are inextricably connected. I mean, you have to have a conversation uh, about all three of those at the same time. Um, and as we refine the considerations around rules and uh, guardrails for AI at the national level, um, we have to, at the same time, ensure that national approach to protecting consumer privacy. Uh, and so I think you're absolutely right. AI is going to be a, a big theme at CES 2024. We'll have a policy session, uh, at least uh, one in our uh, IPS track and certainly others throughout the, the conference programming. Uh, but uh, we need a, a balanced approach to, to regulating AI. Uh, as well as privacy, uh, to ultimately ensure that consumer data is protected and to be able to enable businesses to grow and innovate. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I cannot think of a better global stage like this one to make all this thing happen. And of course, it's a conversation that is going to be ongoing and uh, <laughs> for probably a very long time. Uh, I don't know, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the the topics, and I, of course, I'm I'm an operational guy. I like to look at how stuff gets built and and actually used. But we're, I'm also a consumer, and I see a lot of topics <laughs> touch on <laughs> that cool new gadget too. I see the fitness and wearables, and the gaming, and the esports, and the Web three, and the metaverse, and and uh, sports technology, certainly space is another area you mentioned earlier, Marco. These are fun things as well. So as we as we wrap here, I'd like to give you the final word, David. Is, is there anything 
that you're just like, oh, I'm so inspired by this. I can't wait to see X. Yeah, I'm going to answer that question, but probably not in the way that you were expecting <laughs> by by not uh, I'm not going to go right, with this. Be, be innovative in your response, David. Go for uh, it. I'm not going to go with the specific technology, but it, instead to talk about uh, the role that technology is playing in solving the world's biggest challenges. And one of the things that CTA is really proud of is our work with the United Nations Trust Fund for Human Security and the World Academy of Art and Science on the Human Security for All Global Campaign. And one of the things that will be happening at CS 2024 uh, will be focusing on the critical role that technology can play to improve every aspect of the human experience from fostering food security, access to healthcare, access to financial tools, environmental protection, political freedom and economic security. And you're gonna see that theme woven throughout the show from exhibits to conference programming and dedicated CES Innovation Awards. Um, on September 18th, um, during the uh, UNGA, uh, the United Nations Trust Fund for Human Security, technology was announced as a new security pillar. So you're going to hear us talking quite a bit about that at CS 2024. And I think that that's something that's really exciting because it's it fits into that message of tech for good. These you're, We're talking about technologies, yeah, uh, that are uh, exciting, fun uh, for consumers, but they're also making a, a real impact uh, bringing about societal change for the good. Absolutely. I, I, the, the more you talk about this, the more that I see a, a reflection of our entire society that is happening in one place, January 9 to the 12 in Las Vegas, but it's really a global vision and looking inside at where we stand in. So yes, it's great, the, what I call the blinking light and funny noises of technology, but it is also good to know that so many entities are involved uh, and so many countries, and it's, uh, it's really a vision in our humanity and where we are going. So I'm really excited. I'm grateful for bringing uh, this first, uh, first episode of our coverage and all your thoughts, and I really appreciate it. I'm sure Sean appreciate it. And I'm quite sure that our audience are thinking about all of this and hopefully they'll, uh, they'll follow and come to, to the show as well. So a big thank you to you and, uh, and good luck for this big event that you've been putting up. Well, thank you so much for having me and we look forward to seeing you January 9th to 12th in Las Vegas. Looking forward as well. Perfect. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our On Location Conversation. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSBMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.